This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Southern Health Future. Updates from the Southern District Health Board and Community Health Council. Well, this morning we're going to be focusing on the new Dunedin Hospital build. You might have seen, if you're a subscriber to the Otago Daily Times, a, a giant hammer that's being brought in to be used as part of the construction. It's being made by March Construction. This big hammer, 14 tonnes of it, the equivalent to about a couple of T-Rex dinosaurs, 3.9 metres tall, almost as tall as a giraffe. And it's been manufactured solely for the use at the new Dunedin Hospital. I'm sure they're looking forward to that. Joining us on the line now to talk a bit more about the build is Andrew Holmes, Construction Director for the new Dunedin Hospital build. Morning and good to have you with us, Andrew. Good morning. The first uh, piles, Andrew, about to be placed for the outpatients building at the new Dunedin Hospital. This is the uh, first activity after clearing the site. So when's the first pile expected to be placed? Uh, well, we're currently just waiting on the final um, necessary consent treatments and acceptance by all parties. And that covers matters like noise monitoring and the like. Um, and it's generally imminent, but until it's formally returned, uh, it remains an unknown date. Uh, the expectation is one to two weeks, we expect. An important part of the construction, of course. How many piles are there and how long do you expect it will take to get those in? Yeah, for the outpatient site alone, there's in the order of 80. Uh, we have some contingency. Um, not all things may go as planned. Uh, that's the nature of civil construction. Um, they're around about 14 metres as a driving length, we expect. Um, we, we typically program about three piles a week, so that makes it around about a 26-week process or thereabouts. However, you know we've had good runs before, so it may well pick up as we get a bit more, bit more experience as, as we get going. There are challenges working on any site, Andrew. What are the particular challenges working on this one? Yeah, look, part of it is to remove the challenges through through you know early early discovery. So we've we've already undertaken pole trials on both sites, the outpatients and the inpatients, and we've got fairly consistent results. Um, there are unknowns of archaeological discovery, uh, but in broad terms, we're encapsulating rather than excavating. So most of our excavations are reasonably shallow, and therefore discovery should be low. We hope that the site certainly had a check of development um, and we need to be mindful of things like contaminants uh, you know that possibly in the ground um, there's also the downtown challenges of a state highway on both sides but we've got a pretty good pulling area um, and lay downs and, and we don't expect really um, to be of much inconvenience or to be to be significantly challenged on this particular site but famous last words I guess We'll talk about traffic in a moment but what about noise, what uh, mitigation has been put in place regarding that? Yeah, you, commuters in the area may have seen that we've put up essentially a too high uh, bunded area made of containers predominantly, uh, and that's really just to sort of try and deflect that noise upwards. Um, in, in broad terms, we're driving the piles, um, which will be relatively noisy in their own sense, um, from the bottom. So um, most of the most of the noise is coming up through the tube. Uh, we've got these two meter two two high containers, so five odd meters tall. Um, and then ultimately, I think the noisiest um, matter will be the, the final testing of a percentage of the poles. And we do that through a different methodology, and the, the gear does sit on top. But we utilise noise uh, deadening blankets, and we will we'll utilise the more central uh, piles to try and keep away from the boundaries and that. So overall, um, we don't expect people to be too inconvenienced or too concerned about the noise, but we do confirm it on a lifetime basis to make sure within all the, all the acceptable limits. What about uh, traffic? Are there expected disruptions for traffic and for pedestrians through this build? 
Yeah, some of the footpaths we've already taken sort of possession of, and it's really just a safety um, sort of process. Uh, so we'll always have um, egress available on one side of the road, but uh, just to, to give us enough working room, we do require the footpaths from time to time. Uh, and, and in broad terms, we've got pretty good laydowns. Um, people that are sort of going into the new world might have seen that we've got a you know, pretty good entranceway there. Uh, so, so all that helps everyone. It helps the, helps the builder and helps the, the, you know, the owner, which is the Ministry of Health. And it helps the uh, local commuters. So, so I think communication is the answer to um, solving it. People feel there's an inconvenience; they can contact us, and we can work through it. But we don't expect to be an inconvenience. You, you mentioned uh, the archaeological history of the area. Do you expect to find anything interesting on the site? Well, that's the nature of um, discovery, really. Um, you know, there's been other jobs in town, like the Ward Street Mall, discovered. You know. Some matters they weren't expecting, so we 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 just wait really. But in, in broad terms, the building's going up rather than down, so we put modest foundations in. In terms of you know they're, they're more like needles, um, so we don't have a, a large percentage of soil disturbance. Um, so that minimises the chance of discovery. We're calling it encapsulation, so we're sort of uh, leaving it behind, not necessarily disturbing it. But we we will assume that we could be. Um, find something and we'll, we'll run a process where we can move to a different part of the site while that gets resolved and progressed and monitored and captured and whatever the outcome will be. So we keep an open mind as to what will, what will, what will occur. What's it like working on such a big project? This is, uh, this is huge, isn't it, for the city? Uh, everyone's talking about it. Uh, we're all waiting for the benefits of it. It must be exciting. Yeah, look, I think there's still a little bit of runway to go, so it will be good for the city to finally, you know, see see it come through and feel it feel it happening, and there'll obviously be workers slowly gravitating towards town. Um, the, the initial process is relatively slow. We won't be um, really um, having a significant workforce until about Christmas time, and then um, and then that is the smaller of the two buildings. So you know, it is a it is a big a big curve of um, that the community will ultimately hopefully embrace, but it is. Um, the peak of it's you know still three or four years away, uh, so this is just the infancy really. Mm. For Joe Blow, how how will we notice the, the the site changing? How fast will it change? And now that of course all the um, deconstruction has been done, and we're waiting for construction. Yeah, for the outpatient site, we've really got about six months sort of on the ground or below the ground, and it's really as we um, turn the corner between sort of spring and summer uh, that we'll probably put up the first of the above uh, ground steelworks, so around about that sort of October date, uh, maybe November. So that'll be the first time that the, the neighbours per se will say, oh, OK, now we can see how high it is, and we're still debating whether to go straight up um, at full 25 metres or, or break it in half but um, we'll resolve that in the next few months And but it's more of a close to Christmas date. Well we'll all be watching that's for sure uh, and uh, we can't wait to uh, to see this project through to the end just before we, we leave you um, you know we mentioned this is a big sizeable and important project for the city uh, what other aspects of the build are you personally excited about? Yeah, we're targeting a five-star green hospital, so um, there's none in the country currently. Uh, Taranaki is also targeting the, the same process, so they'll they'll probably beat us to the finish line. But um, a five-star pretty green hospital is pretty aspirational, um, and that really means that we've thought about the components that go into it, and also the energy um, that it uses uh, in its whole of life, uh, which is ultimately the most sort of costly part of an asset owner's. Um, 
journey. So, so that should that should serve well. And and, and ideally, you know, the, the process is really all about clinical capacity um, and clinical experience. It doesn't matter whether you're working in the hospital or a patient through it. So, I think um, you know, the the facilities ultimately are, are going to be what we're all trying to strive for. And um, it's a little bit round the corner yet, but. Um, we're working on it, and then it should be exciting for everyone that gets to work in it and visit it. Well, Andrew Holmes, Constructor Director for the new Dunedin Hospital build, uh, thanks for taking some t- time to join us here on Otago Access Radio. All the best to you and the team as you work on this. Let's hope it all goes well and safely and uh, not too much in the way of unexpected stuff. Thanks so much. Uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.